Hello. I'm Teresa Starman, correspondent of the New York Times. Things seem tough right now. Living in the midst of the 24-hour news cycle, with each story seeming progressively worse, you may feel that the state of the world is hopeless, with constant stories of wars, pandemics, and rampant injustice. You may sometimes feel as though the world is an especially cruel place. You are not alone. In these moments, however, it is important to find your center and realize that there's nothing you can do about it. That is why I wrote Zen and the Art of Shooting a Gay Man into the Sun, where I describe how I dissociate when things seem to be their darkest, when a government decides to blast a gay man into a ball of fire in outer space. Visit my website, www.zenandtheartofshootingagayman-into-the-sun.com to order your copy today. Thank you. Namaste. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Mabaro, and this is The Shweekly. After a draft majority opinion was leaked from the Supreme Court, stating that the court has voted to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade decision, pro-life activists and interest groups are preparing for what is to come should Roe v. Wade be overruled. Today, I sit with pro-life activist Dr. Richard Stupid Poopyface to understand the next steps when the official decision comes out. It's Friday, March 11th. So, Dr. Dick. Uh, That's my name. Don't wear it out. (laughs) You seem like you're in a good mood today. I am, Michael. And just to get a better understanding of your perspective, when did you first realize you were pro-life? Well, Michael, before, I didn't really care about this issue. I'm not a woman. I didn't have to care. But then I had my first baby. And when I held her for the first time and looked into my sweet baby's innocent face, I promised myself that I will do everything I can in my power to prevent my baby girl from getting an abortion, even in the cases of rape and incest. So let's get right into it. Where were you when you heard the news of the leak? Well, in full transparency, I was in the backyard with my 17 beautiful children, having ourselves a little barbecue, just jamming out to the Sound of Music soundtrack, flipping some hamburgers. And that's when my eldest son, Jonas von Hitler, came out with the news of the leak. At first, I thought my son was joshing me. But as I was wrapping my belt around my fist, he flashed me the newspaper in my face, exclaiming, It's not a prank, bro. And in that moment, I realized that we did it. 
No. I did it. What did you do when you heard the news? Well, to be perfectly frank, this was a big deal. We've been working a lot for this cause for a really long time. A lot of emotional labor went into it. So, suffice it to say, the first thing we did was pop bottles! DJ Khaled! Luna. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get it out. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. What? What? And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. But we didn't want to go too hard too early. After all, we have a long and arduous road ahead of us should Roe v. Wade actually be overturned. It's just been a whirlwind over the last 20-something hours. I just can't stop thinking about it. I mean, it's not about me. It's about me changing history. I have a legacy now. Without this, what do I have? 17 children? That's just material possessions. Numbers on a board. What I've accomplished will outlive me and my 17 children. What about your grandchildren? Fuck them. Sorry. Got a little carried away there. What I meant to say was, this is a big deal for me. I've always talked about what a post-Roe America would look like, but now I have to do it. Could you tell me what a post-Roe America would look like to you? Well, Michael, I'm glad you asked. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, What a wonderful world. In my America, we'd be saving hundreds of millions of babies. And with babies, women won't have to do the same work a man does, yet only make 70% of what a man makes. That's just not fair. And I think to myself, What a wonderful world. Think of this. What was your favorite childhood memory? Mine was playing soccer on Saturdays. Dad was coaching. Mom would bring us orange slices. Now think of this. If my mom was working some jab, who would be there to give little Dick his orange slices? Hmm? How many children today do you think grow up in a home without orange slices? Latchkey kids coming home from school, having to peel their own oranges, getting the rind under their fingernails. Is that the kind of America you want to live in? I don't. Those were the good old days of America. And I want to bring all of that back. All of it. Life begins at conception. Uh, All of it? Yes, I think to myself. Life begins at conception.
all of it. So, say Roe v. Wade is overturned. What does that mean for your organization? Does that mean mission accomplished? Absolutely not, Michael. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, there will be attempts to undo that. Even though states will have the right to decide whether to ban or restrict abortion, as opposed to the federal government, there will still be pro-choice legislatures and maybe even attempts to amend the state constitutions to create a state right for abortion. We cannot have that. And not only that, we just have so many women, nay, tons, who are now leaving the state for their abortions. How do we reach out to them? This is what concerns me the most. Women going out of state or even ordering abortion pills through the mail from third world countries. How do we reach these women who, for example, go out of state to get abortions? I started asking myself, how do women get out of state? Well, they drive. And what do they drive in? Cars. And what do you need to get a car? A license. So that's when it hit me. What we need to do and what we are doing is to pass a new law in the state legislature making it illegal for women to drive cars. Hmm. Now I know what you're thinking. Couldn't they just walk? Of course. People walk to go places all the time. Heck, I'll sometimes walk just for the sake of walking. That's why we're trying to pass a new law in the state legislature, making it illegal for women to leave their homes. Obviously, you're thinking, just because it's illegal to leave their homes doesn't mean it's going to stop them from getting an abortion. Well, we got that covered too. We're passing a new law in the state legislature called the Right to Life Initiative Act that would allow for the creation of an agency which regulates female interstate travel. This new agency will be known as the Department of Road Warriors. Hmm. So how would these road warriors prevent women from traveling outside of state lines? Well... It sounds a lot more menacing than it is, but what it would be is a blockade of mostly shirtless masked men armed with baseball bats, bike locks, and pamphlets standing atop Jeep convertibles reading off a note card into a megaphone, the constitutionally sanctioned warning. I have it right here if you'd like me to read it. Sure. <clears throat> Just walk away. There's been too much violence. Too much pain. But I offer a compromise. Just walk away. And I spare your lives. Just walk away. And there will be an end to the horror. <laughs> and maybe for dramatic effect, uh, maybe someone could rev an engine in a threatening way. Okay, so you have interstate travel covered. What will you do about women who order abortion pills through the mail? Well, Michael, there are two ways to approach this, and we intend to do both. First is to pass a new law in the state legislature, making it illegal for a woman to receive mail. Now, granted, we could never actually prosecute a woman for receiving mail, 
However, any postman who delivers an envelope with a woman's name on it will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Bitch. Now, second is pregnancy centers. One of the best ways we can combat the sheer numbers of -of out-of-state abortion clinics is through pregnancy centers. We need to increase the number of in-state pregnancy centers so that there are more pregnancy centers than abortion clinics in the state. What are pregnancy centers? Pregnancy centers are centers for pregnant women who are thinking of maybe getting an abortion. What we do as a pregnancy center is to offer teaching materials to be sure that they know the alternatives to abortion, such as the joy of raising the child on your own, by yourself, with little to no money, working one to infinity jobs without family to rely on or government support. Some people say that our lectures are a bit unorthodox, but they produce results. What about them are unorthodox? Well... One of our more controversial teaching methods is renting out an entire movie theater for one particularly indecisive woman and sitting her down in the front row, strapped to their seat, legs akimbo in the stirrups with metal calipers holding their eyelids open, making sure they take in all of the information, while Ode Anna Freude by Ludwig von Beethoven blasts in their ears. It works 100% of the time, 100% of the time. Hmm. These laws seem like they rely too heavily on the state legislature. Are you concerned that the passing of these laws might meet with some kind of resistance from state Democrats? Well, Michael, this is the transition point that the pro-life movement needs to get away from court-supervised abortion laws and letting the states decide. And I'm not about to have a liberal Democrat snowflake get in the way of that. This is my legacy. My. Sorry about that. Got carried away again. The point is, they're not going to be a problem. What I'm more concerned about is the neighboring states that have made abortion legal. Because... If somehow we got those neighboring states to make abortion illegal, they might still have neighboring states where abortion over there is legal. See what I'm saying? Uh, I think I follow. So if I understand you correctly, uh, even if your neighboring states, neighboring states, neighboring states have made abortion illegal, all it takes is one of its neighboring states to legalize abortion to throw a real monkey wrench at your baby in the bathwater. That's right, Michael. It could really throw a monkey wrench at our cake and eat it too. Oh, right. That's the the saying. Don't get me wrong, Michael. Even though I am pro-life myself, this issue is not a women's rights issue, as the left would have you believe. It's a state's rights issue. I mean, just think about the economy. If abortion were legal, it would cripple the South. All of the small businesses. Little bibbit clothing stores that sell the little bibbit cowboy hats and the little cowboy baby boots. Oh, God. Little bibby holster. Little bibby gun. Reminds me a lot of my little bibby Jonas. Sometimes he still wears it for me. 
doesn't fit like it used to. But he still dances for me, and that's what matters. They say this whole argument is about choice. Well, I believe in a state's right to choose. Hmm. So are you saying that you would be able to sway these other states into criminalizing abortion? No, we couldn't do something like that. The technology doesn't exist yet. I mean, how could you hope to accomplish something like that without the use of a mind control device specifically to influence the public's opinion on abortion? That's crazy and way too expensive. Not that we've been researching it or anything. Anyways, to answer your question, our biggest tool in combating out-of-state abortion facilities is by collaborating with groups and leaders of out-of-state pregnancy centers and giving them enough resources and funding to multiply the number of pregnancy centers in their states. In Illinois, for example, with our help, they're planning on adding 786 pregnancy centers within the next mm, two to three hours. We must outnumber the abortion facilities at least 802 to 1, if not 8,002 to 1. And so, in my state of Alabama, we currently outnumber the abortion facilities 158,768 to none. Do you think that you would be able to do that in pro-choice states? Oh, Michael. The pro-life movement has never been more powerful. The time of the Alabama State's Rights for Life Forever Organization Project Society is now. The time to sit and wait has passed. Now is the time to strike. We, the pro-life movement, are united across all 50 states, including Puerto Rico and Guam. Oh yes, and also American Samoa. Navasa Island. Thank you. Thank you, stupid poopy face. Thank you, Michael. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Michael Marlboro, host of the Shweekly podcast. Here at the Shweekly, we appreciate the continued support of our listeners. With your donations, we are able to keep on giving you the listeners, the news every day on a weekly basis, which is why you will receive not only my eternal gratitude, but also a free The Shweekly visor if you donate to our super great listener tier on our Patreon. Thank you. Here's what else you need to know today. Hundreds of doctors and scientists petition Spotify to stop Joe Rogan from using the N-word. The petition states that at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, Joe Rogan has repeatedly used the N-word on his podcast, which caused the further spread of the COVID-19 virus. Spotify recently responded in a press conference. Listen, I understand a lot of people are upset about Joe Rogan's liberal use of the N-word. But here's the thing, people. 
I spent a hundred million dollars on the man. There's nothing I can do about it. Case closed. Bye-bye. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Okay? The Shweekly was created, written, and produced by Christian Espinal and Poopy Rubin. Today's episode was voiced by Christian Espinal, Stephen Wolf, and Krista Commodore. Our theme music is by Rusty Mack. That's it for the Shweekly. I'm Michael Maboro. See you next week. <laughs>